This is the PGA of Canada Professional Development Podcast Series. Industry leaders, PGA professionals discussing technology, fitness, planning your business, building your career. These talks, these ideas, developed for you to live a better life and earn a better living. business at Deer Ridge has kind of changed and evolved through the years and continues to change almost on a daily basis. So uh, with only having 400 members at the club, um, first and foremost we focus on them, their needs and what they're looking for. Uh, trying to give them uh, a little bit of opportunity to get stuff outside of the golf room of just your know, typical golf shirt uh, or golf specific items. So uh, we've really gotten into brands like 34 Heritage which offer jeans, uh, men's dress pants, uh, casual pants, those types of things that have done uh, exceptionally well so that our members are more thinking of the club as a place they can buy everything as opposed to just golf specific um, and our business has really started to evolve into doing more corporate merchandise for our members uh, in the community and even the local universities has turned into uh, a great opportunity and revenue source for our pro shop to expand and uh, it's been a lot of success we've seen with uh, the drive and profit and uh, and sales in general as well for me it's my competitive nature I hate coming second in anything I hate losing um, so it's that ability to kind of improve every year. You've got the financial metrics to measure yourself on and that's kind of to me my personal scorecard and trying to improve those whether that be uh, you know, inventory we have left at the end of the year, whether it's top line sales, whether it's uh, conversion from top line to actual profit, um, all the different metrics you can use to measure yourself, um, even brand uh, performance year over year. Um, I love the competitive side of that, always trying to be better uh, and to me there's a huge opportunity year over year to improve, whether it's new brands, improving sales, uh, there's just so many different areas that you can always be better and uh, that's really what excites me on a day-to-day -day basis for the retail side. Um, I talked to a, you know, a friend and mentor even to some extent, is Jeremy Broom, who's right on the border, uh, does a great job and I know in chatting with him and Leah Main, um, they've had tremendous success. Uh, with the weakened Canadian dollar, it actually helps them quite a bit and they're trying to figure out almost, you know, where do we price things because it's almost too cheap for members to come and buy it. So they're in a very unique situation being on the border that uh, with a, lot, a large part of their membership being American, uh, they've got a unique opportunity to capitalize on that. Uh, whereas some of the rest of the country, uh, even myself and, and Kitchener at Deer Ridge, uh, it's a little bit more challenging in the sense that uh, the price of items have gone up quite a bit. So uh, obviously retailers don't want to lose margin, so the prices of items go up significantly in some cases. Um, so it'll be a challenge. Um, I think members and guests will see those prices going up across the board. It's not just at your private clubs, the golf towns of the world, and, uh, and even whether you're going to buy in local produce, everything goes up in price. So I think members will slowly become adjusted to it, and as long as you're in line or better than your competitors, uh, I think members will keep coming back based on the loyalty that hopefully build up over time. Uh, potentially, potentially. We've actually focused quite a bit on our digital presence as something uh, in our area because it is so prevalent um, as a way to continue to improve our overall business. So um, one thing we've done is a digital corporate catalog. Uh, and with that, it, it tries to make things as simple as possible for the consumer to buy. Uh, and I think really that's what it comes down to is people want to do something that's easy and they don't have to work hard. Here's what it is, here's what we can do, just give me your logo and I'll take care of the rest. I'll send you a bunch of ideas. So 
Um, yes, if you can make it simple, uh, find a way to drive traffic, I think it certainly will have a, a positive impact on, on performance within anybody's shop, really. Sure, yeah, so we chatted about that a little bit beforehand, too. Um, the model we set up, first of all, and first and foremost, I guess, is the team that we have, uh, I'm extremely fortunate. I've got a great surrounding team uh, with our assistant professionals. We've got uh, five PGA of Canada professionals that are part of our team, um, and each one kind of has their own footprint uh, on our retail business. So the way we do things uh, within the retail business at Deer Ridge is each person kind of looks after a different portion of that business. So. Uh, Evan Klemnick, who's our, our kind of retail merchandiser, kind of the back of the house, uh, will input all the inventory as it comes in, price it, um, and manage special orders. Um, Rachel Voisen, who was our visual merchandiser, was kind of lead person on building displays. Uh, Alex Matsius, who's another PGA of uh, Canada professional, um, would help in terms of early season input, helping manage uh, uh, different things that are going on throughout the course of the year, whether that be returns, um, special initiatives we've got going on in season uh, and those types of things. Adam Benj, who's another great guy of ours on the outside operation, um, really he, he prefers to work outside, um, does a great job helping manage our outside operation and he's kind of our word of mouth guy that he helps kind of drive um, anything we've got going on within the membership because he's kind of that first um, touch point that we have. Uh, Jay Swery, another guy who just played in, um, fantastic guy. He's, he's had kind of a smaller role, but takes on different portions of the operation as needed. Um, and that's really kind of how we've done things, is each person has their own little area that they're in charge of. Uh, and from that, everybody kind of helps support the person as needed. Uh, that makes it easier for me to kind of have somebody that I can hold accountable for different areas uh, and get an answer quickly on anything that needs to happen. But realistically, um, they're the reason for our success is uh, them buying into some of the philosophies we've put together. Um, following some of the procedures we put in place and uh, with their ideas and their hard work we've been able to see some great results for the, my three years at the club. I'd say the most important thing for me personally is the training at the very beginning of the year. Um, so it's setting expectations as to here's how things should be done, here are my expectations in terms of how we manage that and keep up with it, uh, and then it's really just holding staff accountable. Um, we're fortunate we've developed a great team uh, at the club that uh, it takes less and less of my time on a day-to-day -day basis to manage them because they've, uh, they've caught on to what we're doing, they've really bought into it, uh, and with that, they really drive the day-to-day -day operation. And it's really you know, me dropping subtle reminders on things that, hey, you know, it's, we've got member guests coming up in a week, where are we at with, with the gifting? Has somebody talked to um, whatever rep we're dealing with at a point, when's he going to arrive, when's the gifting arrive? Um, all of those types of things. So it's more so just little reminders, but letting them have the ownership of, of the day-to-day -day operation. Um, and really, I think that's crucial for their overall um, betterment as they progress through their careers too, is that you need to have been hands-on, you need to have done things on your own uh, when you get into that position as your first head professional job or general manager, uh, whatever their specific goals might be. So with them having their own ownership of it, uh, it creates that, it, you know, I've been here and done it before, so when they do have the chance to, to be the head professional or general manager, um, that they're not a fish out of water. They've been there, they've done it, and they've had their hands on things as well. Sure, so that's uh, probably taking a bit of a unique approach in that sense that uh, the visual merchandiser component is something that I think is a very unique skill set um, that sometimes is difficult to find within our association. So I've worked with uh, Conestoga College, who's close by us, uh, and has a visual merchandising program. Um, so I think it's nice to bring in people, sometimes from outside of golf, who offer a unique perspective 
something different. Um, sometimes you fall into the trap of doing the same things over and over again, whether it be uh, the men's display goes here, ladies' display goes here, uh, and just falling into what you've done historically over a year. So bringing in somebody who's completely fresh, who has never seen it before and says, you know, here's what we need to do, go and figure it out. Uh, I'm here to kind of help. I love building displays too. It is actually something that I enjoy, strangely enough, but uh, <laughs> I do enjoy that side of things as well. But really, they've got maximum flexibility to make it their own. Uh, it's just a matter of following kind of the standards that I would kind of deem kind of non-negotiable. Here's the things that have to happen. Here's the timelines of things that need to be met. But within that, put your own stamp on it. Uh, I think when you involve staff and, and get them engaged and feel like they're part of the process, uh, it, it certainly helps move things forward and they buy into it and pushes everything along. And I think members and guests and anybody walking into your environment can tell when somebody's genuinely happy or genuinely excited. And by letting them do things their way, they kind of it kind of builds that kind of environment around the club and around the shop, uh, and it's really worked well for us uh, quite a bit. So, uh, continuing education is something again you and I have talked about in the past as well, and it's something that's extremely important to me. Um, I think to really thrive in this industry, you look like a guy, at a guy like Alan Palmer, who is really a, you know I would put on a pillar of somebody that I would strive to be like, and and trying to shape my career around his. I think if you get halfway there, you've done well. To be completely honest, so. Uh, and there's countless guys like that within our association. Um, but in going back to the question, there's so many opportunities to learn outside of golf that you can then take and reapply to golf. So uh, I couldn't agree more. When I go down to PJ Von, sorry, PJ of America, down to the annual show in Orlando, education is at the forefront of everything I do. Uh, so this year it was kind of three to four hours in seminars daily, uh, focus on, on Titleist as well, who I'm kind of a brand ambassador for them. And they put on some fantastic educational hours down there as well. Uh, and then outside of golf, as you mentioned too, uh, I've done uh, Disney Management Institute. It's been something uh, that I've spent a weekend at before as well, kind of learning the service side of Disney. It's not directly applied to golf, but I think you can take a lot of what they do. And again, if you can find ways to implement that within your operation, uh, you're probably a step ahead of most. Um, Rich Carlton is another one that I've had my eye on too, and I've done some stuff with them. For, again, from a service perspective, I think those two companies are really the leaders, exactly. So if you, I do a ton in the winter, to be completely honest. Uh, I try to keep it to five days a week as much as I can, um, but realistically, this is an opportunity, again, for me to feel like I'm getting a step ahead. And that's really my mentality, is how can I be a step ahead of, of others and uh, even my direct competitors. So um, that, that, to me, is looking at websites on, on a nightly basis. There's three or four websites, whether it be Trendy Golf, whether it be um, Golf News Now, whether it be uh, Canadian Golfer, you know, there's I would say probably half a dozen websites that I'm looking at on a on a nightly basis just to see um, things that are coming down the pipeline. It could be even outside of golf, to be completely honest. It could be the Banana Republics of the world, who are great retailers outside of our space um, that do a great job and trying to find, you know, what are the fashion trends coming? What are um, for me, technology is a big one that I'm always looking at, and I'm working with a company uh, right now to add a, a tech angle to what we do in the retail business. Um, so that opportunity in the winter is really that chance where I feel like I can really propel the business forward, set ourselves up for success that year, and kind of look at the operation as a whole and try to find those opportunities uh, where maybe we could just be a little bit better. So at a private club like we have, of only 400 members, uh, we have a very unique opportunity that we can almost, almost cheat to some extent, that we know who our members are in terms of age and demographics. Uh, but on an annual basis, I have our locker room staff go through every member's locker in terms of when they're putting shoes in. I want to know brands that they're wearing, I want to know the sizes that they're wearing, uh, if they've got a shirt in there, if they've got a glove, 
um, a jacket. I want to know brands and we have a, a massive Excel document that we put all this information together from um, which we use one to know who our shoppers are and what they're wearing which is crucial uh, but it's also great in terms of sales throughout the course of the year that I see a guy who's got four pairs of shoes and they're all all foot joy and three of them are in you know tough shape yeah. uh, I can send an email to him and say hey just so you know I've got one pair of nine and a half left in foot joy it's the best shoe on the market right now by the way, I'll give it to you at you know 25% off because clearly you can need some new shoes. So just little subtle jabs here and there and kind of knowing what guys are wearing and what they're doing has been uh, a way that we can, we're very fortunate in having a small private club like that, yeah. uh, that we can do some of those things that are a little bit more customizable that you know a typical retail store would kill to have that direct information okay. that uh, if we can do a little bit better job of capitalizing on getting that information and utilizing it to our advantage, uh, we've got a unique opportunity. I couldn't agree more to be completely honest. Um, again, as we kind of chat about offline beforehand too, I think what's really important is giving members the opportunity to think of the Deer Ridge Pro Shop as not just golf specific. You really only need so many golf shirts, you only need so many jackets, you only need so many pairs of golf shoes. And as much as we try to get guys to buy on an annual basis, they're only going to buy so much golf specific. So like I say, one of the biggest brands that's emerging in our pro shop is 34 Heritage, which does jeans and stuff that's more lifestyle based than really stuff you really wear on the golf course. Um, you know, 200 Boxers is another one that's been fantastic. Guys come in and that's all they wear, so they'll come in and buy five or six pairs yeah. uh, and kind of stock up. And now we're doing more with uh, brands like Level Wear that have the opportunity to customize stuff in terms of t-shirts and hoodies. Um, Salute, which is another brand within theirs that uh, again offers kind of more sweaters and stuff you'd wear out to dinner or to work. And, and even Travis Matthews and Brandon has been unbelievable for us that guys will take, they'll wear on the golf course, they'll wear it to the office, and then they might wear it to the cottage. So it's kind of those pieces that you can wear and transition from golf to dinner and to the office are those, those are the brands that we see doing the best for us. And I couldn't agree more with Alan's perspective on that, that um, the more brands you have that work in those capacities seem to be where the business uh, is going at this point. Yeah, I'm, I guess for me, a lot of what's driven our success has really come down to staff, as we talked about before, too. Having a great team around us uh, has really propelled things. You can only do so much as one person, uh, and when you've got a team that can kind of help support some of the ideas and even come up with ideas of their own to help drive business, that's really what's been key to us. Um, in terms of what's, what I see coming, to me, it's always looking to find new ways of, of doing things. Um, and for me, that has more to do on the digital side of things, I guess, at this point. So, uh, whether it be our digital newsletter we, uh, we had this year, which saw tremendous success, um, our digital corporate catalog, as we mentioned before, too. Uh, and now I'm working with a company that, uh, that has essentially a wireless beacon, is what they call it. Um, and we can put that anywhere around the club to, tra to track uh, members' um, traffic patterns, I guess, around the club is probably the easiest way to put it. Uh, they go around the pro shop and it can track where they're walking around the pro shop, tell me which displays they're spending the most time in front of, um, and give me a better insight as to what members are doing around the club. So I mean it can send me a notification as they're walking in the front door so I know who's on site. Um, and really those things that can offer better service uh, and extend what it is we're doing at the club level um, are really the areas that I'm looking to improve at and I think a lot of clubs could, uh, could benefit from as well. So, Anything from that digital perspective, I think golf is generally a little slow to move into those areas. Um, so if we can get a, you know, a step ahead of the curve, which might be five years behind everybody else in regular retail, yeah. I think we're, we're in a pretty good spot.